0: Listening to the Fantasy on Tap podcast. You're ready for this. A podcast where three dudes talk about fantasy football and beer. Here is your host, Nate McAllister. Hello, fantasy football community, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the F to the O to the T. I'm your host, Nate McAllister, and we got. Only one of my boys with me today. Only one. But one's enough. We got Craig the foot Anderson. Craig, how you doing, brother? Dude, I am doing good,
1: man. It's been fun having football back, sitting my butt down, watching football all Sundays. My wife loves it also. How does your wife feel about you sitting there watching football
0: all day? She's actually uh surprisingly cool about it. I mean she gives me some dirty glares and stuff. But I mean she's pretty cool yeah. about it. Um she usually is you know, she enjoys watching a little bit of it, not too much, but uh, I watch it all day. So I'm just stuck on the couch. I think there's an actual permanent imprint of me uh, laying down on the couch. I get those like old man kind of neck cramps now when I lay down too long. So no, I hear you. (laughs) But uh, she likes it. What'd you, what'd you think of this week, dude? Dude, it was a fun
1: week, man. My, uh, my leagues, my one, I call it my main league, right? Um, dude, I'm 0-2 right now. That's not good to say. I guess we're fantasy uh football podcast uh host and i'm owing two, but uh i've had some uh some bad luck but i'm i'm digging i'm digging i'm about to beat our uh our third man jim the boogeyman gorgeous in our other league dude i'm gonna be two and oh in that league though I'm, but again i don't know i i need emmanuel sanders and uh who else tonight to go off i forgot oh jerry cook my boy jerry cook and they should be fine i think i, I'm think I can
0: take 10 t- points I think I can take down um, like the better half of my leagues. I'm in way too many leagues this year. It's I've overextended myself. Yeah, I hear um, you. it's really tough. But I think I think I can take down the better half of my leagues this week. Um, I have one that's a dynasty league that is just going to be a dud. It's going to be a fight all year long for me to even I compete. And so that one's pretty much going to be an auto loss almost every week. But um, the rest of the leagues are all pretty solid squads and just working them out obviously injuries are screwing me over like a that will fuller injury early um kind of screwed me and i started uh paris you, campbell in a couple been of leagues loving and he,
1: will fuller all yeah, he got, summer long got hurt. so that will fuller yeah hurt he's you.
0: tough he was tough
1: but i told you guys yes, all summer. i mean it long, just hurt
0: me in most that, of my,
1: yeah that was going to be
0: his issue is that he just he's injury prone man he's he's obvious, class yeah no i mean that's why i got him for a value and uh i thought just if he can stay on the field you know for eight to 10 games, you're going to get that value back being the number one wide receiver. And if somehow he could stay on 16, you're going to just crush with him. But, um, he obviously has shown that he can't do that. And, um, I have replacements for him. It's just that, you know, that one spot right there, um, losing that for the, in, in a week, it kind of sucks. So, so
1: are you, um, uh, but, are you high on Brandon Cooks? Cookson? You feel like, how do you feel about him? I, I think it, you like
0: I was most leagues I was either t- trying to take one or the other you know which one fell a little bit further that's the guy I was trying to take gotcha um I thought Fuller would get the job and then um Cooks would be the number two but now obviously um Cooks is in a situation where he could succeed you know getting all that all that volume it just doesn't look like that offensive line is very good so no. I don't know there's some issues there buddy um all uh, talking old, about oh sorry old homeboy is always
1: moving though I always feel like Deshaun Watson is always yes. on the move it's like dude he is and that's what i
0: like yeah dude, he i like crazy. it i like it when you have will fuller and you can just bomb it down the field 60 yards to will fuller after he's ran around the field for a while so i know yeah, it was a pretty crazy week man uh was uh i don't know there's the uh the injury bug happened right like it seemed like every relevant player in the in the nfl had some sort of injury so uh you want to talk a little bit about those injuries, Craigie? Dude, it's crazy between
1: week one and week two. It's been nasty, and my my, my Broncos definitely felt that injury bug. So I'm going to go through. Right- Speaking
0: of that, though, did you want to did you want to talk about that for a second? No, I remember you told the listeners last week about that Broncos steelers matchup. No, that you were so just waiting
1: for. First off, um, want, that, steelers, that, that Steelers that Steelers defense is dirty. There was a couple uh, horse collar tackles and a couple illegal stuff that we don't need to talk about. But oh, they are dirty great. and they are nasty and uh, I wouldn't want to play them. So, but you know what? The Broncos, we got to go. We, we got to change things up. So, we won't even have to talk about that anymore. We're going to – and you oh, and you beat me at FanDuel. So, I guess I got to – whoop. Oh, they'll throw to the FanDuel. See if they'll uh, sponsor us too. Um, yeah, uh,
0: come at us, FanDuel. And then I'm going to – yeah.
1: All right. So, here are the injuries. If I miss some listeners, I am sorry. Um, there is a handful of them. Yeah. Um, so what we got here? The most notable one is probably CMC with a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. Um, Saquon, um, he had that crazy little shoulder injury, and then he came back a couple plays later. High ankle sprain. He is out. Yeah, high ankle sprain, right? No, it says uh, it says injury, high ankle Who, sprain. Saquon. Oh, no, it's sorry, torn ACL. My bad. I yeah, read I that say. wrong. Man, um, so he's out for the season. Raheem Mostert, he is out for two to four weeks with an MCL sprain. What is the difference between ACL and MCL? Is it just like uh, just different little uh, tendons in there? Like, why
0: is the ACL? There's two of them. There's one on the inside and one on the outside. The MCL and the ACL, I believe. Um, I had a minor knee injury like a year and a half ago playing softball. And I was like, oh, my God. I felt... Like it hurt, it really hurt, and I thought, oh no, I tore my ACL. I guarantee this is one of those that I hear in sports all the time. I went to the doctor, and he and he uh, messed with it a while, and he's like, no, it's just a sprain of the, I can't remember how you pronounce it, but the ACL. I think that's the outer one, um, and that was what I had. But um, it hurt like hell. I'll tell you that <laughs> it was. I thought I did something bad. So all right, so. Uh- Raheem
1: Mostert, like I said, MCL sprain out two to four weeks. Tevin Coleman, he is out multiple weeks with a knee injury. Cam Akers, ribs. Um, they really don't have it says status to be determined. Um, it sounds like he's. Did you hear anything besides that, Nate? That he's going to be out. No, and, I no? tried to look
0: it up today. There's okay. nothing. No, no new uh, news. No. All
1: right, that's a big one because that uh that that offense has had a kind of a three running back system, and Cam Akers is kind of out of there. I know I've been kind of high on him all year, but. We'll see what happens there. My boy, Cortland Sutton, actually says, torn ACL and MCL. So that is really good for him yeah. <laughs> out for the season. Well, I uh, think
0: one, at one point they said, uh, I think they just said, tore up knee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just completely blew that knee up.
1: Like Dude. knees just blown up. That's so. crazy. He's a talented cat, man. I hope he can come back from this and uh, come healthy. And I do want to talk to you about injuries. Right after I talk about this, I have a, I have a thought. And I want you to tell me what you think. Paris Campbell, I know you've been. He has a PCL sprain, PCL yeah. and a sprain MCL. He is out indefinitely. Bashar Perriman, he has a sprained ankle. He's week to week. Sterling Shefford has that turf toe. He's out indefinitely. Jimmy G, high ankle sprain. He's week to week. I'm surprised it's week to week. I've had one of those, and I was down for the count. Drew Locke, rotator cuff sprain, out two to six. Did I miss anybody, Nate? Man, there's so many.
0: No, oh, I don't think you, I don't think you missed any, but yeah, there's just a ton. I was hoping there, you know, maybe there'd be some guys who would uh, come back from this and not look so bad. I mean, there was a couple, uh, I think Devonte Adams, uh, they said that his, uh, his, uh, um, hamstring issue wasn't going to be too bad. Um, he was probably going to, if, if they were needed him in that game, he probably could have played. Uh, and I haven't heard anything about will the thrill yet. So we'll have to play that by ear, but yeah, I think you hit all of those injuries and, uh, now, uh, hey, hey, I got a question though. What? I got a question from the pro. Okay.
1: Um, okay. so no, uh, to the pro, not from the pro. So,
0: um, oh, okay. a lot yeah, of these yeah.
1: NFL players have been kind of like really hammering and begging for shorter off seasons. You know what I mean? Less pads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Less, uh, less, uh, 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 preseason, pre-season games. games. Um, they got it this year. Okay. They got everything in a sense. They didn't get it by, ch- by like, by choice, but this is what they get. Now we're having all these injuries Do you think that the players' association changes a little bit their their tune of not having like a full good preseason? Like I know it's a little bit different this year, but in the end, it's kind of in a sense, it's kind of what they've been asking for. Am I wrong?
0: Yeah, I was actually real. I was kind of contemplating that as well. Like thinking, man, um, would this happen if they if they were got what they wanted and had everything reduced? I. I don't know. I I think a lot of these injuries possibly could happen just because of the type of offseason they had, not yeah. the fact that they were not were, they didn't have the preseason games. I think more of these injuries seem to be lower body injuries, and a lot of them um, obviously in the hamstrings and the knees, and those are ones that I think they're not getting. They didn't get that proper training and proper buildup is what I would. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so right, yeah. so like, but that's what I would what I would have to think. You know, they didn't. Um, these are like finely tuned machines, basically, you know, they, they need, uh, all of their rest. They need all of their proper protocol, their procedures, everything going forward. They have it so scheduled out. Most of these guys that if you just knock them off that schedule a little bit, um, bad things tend to happen. And so, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess time will tell. We'll see if there's more injuries or this could have just been a fluke week. I mean, cause those things I mean, kind of happen. Um, but man, it, it is, I mean, you, when you see something like this happen, you kind of start to think, man, is there something else going on back there? And it just, it, it makes your wheels turn for sure.
1: Yep. So um, we'll Craig, you
0: okay. drinking anything tonight two. or what?
1: I am. I'm just drinking the old, the old trusty, some Bud Light. Um, I, I change it up every once in a while. I like the Bud Light. Actually, this is probably my number one drink. I probably have had more Bud Light than anything else in this world. So I love them.
0: What you got, baby? I think I'd go Coors Light if I was, if I was choosing between the two, I'll go Coors Light. Uh, I have an a lesion It's a, it's called Snail Bones. IPA, I'd crack it, but it's a bottle. Um, That won't be a good crack. I have an a old co-worker. He works for the Anheuser-Busch Company, and they're right down the road. So it's the um, Budweiser plant. And he'll... uh he He gets these, like... I guess they're not doing tours over there right now. So he gets these... Um, free cases of beer that i are nice. supposed to go give out to people and so he'll just come through and bring it to me so it's pretty cool and uh this one was just like a mixed pack it's called snail bones ipa it's it's really good it's actually a uh, um really d- delicious easy to drink um ton of flavor um i really i forgot how much i enjoyed beers out of bottles um because i've been drinking most of them out of cans or out of glasses and out of bottles just They're just so good that way. So snail bones, if you haven't tried it, go try it for sure.
1: When you finally, finally, I finally talk you into moving back to Utah, dude, you're going to have to be more redneck, bro. You got to get rid of these hippie Washington state IPAs, bro. You're going to have to start drinking redneck stuff again, man. Like when we first got
0: together. They caught me a a redneck again. So I I think I'm all right.
1: Rednecks (laughs) or Hispanics don't drink IPAs. So let's move on. (laughs) <laughs> to that fantasy football ladies and gentlemen i'm telling you guys right now tall boys and tall girls there's a lot of injuries me and nate just hit on all of those injuries um you guys are going to be looking for those waiver wires those waiver wires are going to be important this week um nate dog has dug deep he has got the waiver wires that he believes that you guys should be picking up these are um if quote me if i'm wrong Nate these are players that are owned in 50% less or less leagues in um, uh, ESPN correct
0: yep that's it they're owned in uh, less than 50% of leagues on ESPN here that's what we uh, use a very large platform so we get the largest user base and uh, we can we can give uh, our information for those people who are listening
1: all right man so um hopefully you guys are out there you guys are listening close um we're going to try to bust through these quick uh, and if you guys have any questions please please Hit Fantasy on Tap up on Instagram and ask us questions, who to sit, who to start. We are here for you guys. Nate, who are you thinking right now? Who is maybe a quarterback waiver wire that you need this week? Who are you Who
0: are you going after? Um, I have two quarterback spots. I mean, there's a lot of options on the quarterbacks. A lot of them are owned in less than 50% of leagues. But I kind of just went with two guys who I think have uh, pretty decent matchups or just been producing at a high level. Um, first one is mostly matchup oriented and it's uh Ryan Tannehill. He's a, he's a fairly mobile quarterback um, and he's thrown the ball pretty well this year. He's a little bit up or down hit or miss cause they like to run the ball and he's lost his number one um, wide receiver uh, this week in AJ Brown, but he's still done really well. He hit up Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith had a big day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the old, uh, what's that dude's name? The uh, wider, the former first round pick who the, never came uh,
1: about a uh, Corey Davis.
0: Corey Davis finally found some life. And then um Humphreys had a good game. So I mean he he's proven that he's a good quarterback and he's servable soul in this league. And he gets a juicy matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are uh they let up a ton of points to Aaron Rodgers in week one, and then uh Indy got him pretty good this week. I mean, he didn't have uh, Phillip Rivers didn't have a great game, but Phillip Rivers isn't that great of a quarterback. I think Tannehill's a much better quarterback and can exploit this terrible, terrible team in Minnesota. He's only currently owned in 34% of leagues, so um, go out and get him. You can pretty much have him for free. Don't have to spend any waiver priorities or um, real fab on him, I don't think, if you need a weekly streamer. My second guy is Craig's man and uh, fellow mustache-having fool. Uh, it is Gardner Minshew. We mentioned him last week. And what did he do? He went out through another three touchdowns this week. The kid is good. He threw for, uh, I believe he touched over 300 yards. Yep. And he had a very good game. And his, his weapons are there. I mean, he has Keenan Cole, who's been pretty good. And DJ Chark, still solid. Um, his running game is there. I mean, he just has a really, it's not super talented, but they're meshing and they're having good, uh, solid games out there. And I think Gardner with his safe rushing floor and touchdown upside, is someone that has to be owned in all leagues at least as a you know a weekly flex or just kind of a backup o- option if you don't have a super talented uh, top tier quarterback. So those are my I- two quarterbacks for. Uh, week number three. I
1: can see him sneaking into a lot of people's rosters, Nate, just in, uh, if you're, uh, if you're in a two quarterback league or a super flex or not a super flex, but what, like that one league that you and I are in that like three quarterback league. Like I got to say he, yep. I'm just saying, I think he is like in my two quarterback league. I think he's getting a start this week in, uh, in that number two quarterback spot. I do have a question for you though on quarterbacks. Um, I think a lot of people, we talked about this gentleman last week. I think a lot of people are having this question, um, How long do you wait on this on uh, this uh, Carson Wentz train? You know what I mean. He's uh, not playing well. Um, You know. Let's say you have Carson Wentz, okay, and uh, you see old uh, um, Mustache Minshew sitting on the thing. You know what? What are you doing there?
0: Uh, I'm still. I'm just still going with the Carson Wentz talent. I think he's a more talented quarterback than Minshew. He's just had some uh, bad run of luck. He's still throwing the ball. The Eagles have thrown the ball. The third most uh, out of any team in the league. So that's still encouraging. It's it's showing that they're gonna pass the ball. He got his number one weapon back in the backfield in Miles Sanders. So he's gonna be able to dump the ball off. He has very talented tight ends. His wide receiver group has some talent in it with a rookie Rager. So I I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a learning curve and that offensive line is god awful. So he's gonna have to figure out how to get how to get the ball out of his hands quickly and get it to some of those options. Once he's figured that out, I think he will be back. Uh, this is the type of quarterback who does adjust. We saw what he did last year with the limited weapons he had. He adjusted to that and was successful. I think he does that again this year. So I'm still on the Carson Wentz train for at least a couple more weeks. All right, man. I,
1: hey, that, that's, I, I was sitting here listening to you talk, and it just kind of popped into my head about Carson Wentz, and I just kind of read something about Doug Peterson saying that uh, that he doesn't understand why he's taking a step down in his fifth year. And so I just figured uh, I'd throw that out to you because I know you're a Carson Wentz guy, and You has definitely been tearing it up. All right, now we're going to move on. Uh, Nate, do you have any tight ends? Do you have any tight ends that you're looking for this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, man, there's a ton of tight ends again that are owned in less than fifty percent that are still really good. Uh, I mentioned um, the kid in Tennessee, Jonu Smith. Uh, Jonu Smith already. Yeah, he smoked, I mentioned him bro. already. He's he owned. Yeah, he crushed. Um, there's there's a uh, Mike Kosecki is owned in, in less than fifty percent of leagues. No who had a Monster day as well. Are you serious? Yeah, Again, I, 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 I didn't look it up was, because I, I didn't have a time today. Too. But
1: I did not think that. I I thought that was almost a guarantee. That's why I didn't even write him down when we and you were talking.
0: That's I'm, I know that it's just the tight end. There's so many young, athletic, crazy, freak tight ends that are all owned in less than fifty percent of leagues. Your boy Eric Ebron's owned in less. So there's a ton of them. But this is one that I really like for next week. And it's Drew Sample. Now, if you guys watch that Thursday night game between the Bears and the Bengals, it was actually a pretty entertaining. And Drew Sample got nine targets. Nine targets. And that was after um, Uzama. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, he's on the IR. That's an injury we missed. And it wasn't I told really you, huge. I knew we were going to miss now somebody. on the IR. Yeah. And he had six targets before he left the game. So that's 15 total targets to the tight end position. That is... Very good. Now you know who he's he's going against. Those Philadelphia Eagles that you were just talked about. The Philadelphia Eagles just allowed Tyler Higby to go for five for fifty four and count them three touchdowns. So this is a juicy matchup. The Bengals want to throw the ball. The kid Joe Burrow threw over sixty times last week. If they throw for over sixty times, the tight end position averages (laughs) gets fifteen targets against a team that's already allowing touchdowns to the tight end position, chalk it up. Give me all of that Drew Sample stock that you can pick up and uh and start him this week. He should be a very good tight end for you this week as a as a streamer and maybe going forward, so.
1: Hey, so what uh where is he um how many people are holding um stocks of him? Like what was his number?
0: It was less than 1%. No. I think it was 0.8%. You kidding? Yeah.
1: See, I'm telling Andrew you, Drew Sample. Yeah,
0: telling you, tall boys and
1: tall girls. That's what we do here. Nate's digging deep. He is finding a guy right now, and that—that's some good, good stuff. And I would not have thought about going to Drew Sample first off. That's a stupid name. But again, <laughs> Joe Burrow was a beast mode last week, and I know they that cat was um that Ushmanzada. Are, I feel like they—they they always have a Uzama. player that a player with that kind of name. You know what I mean? Like uh, Ushmanzada.
0: I knew yeah, you're going you know you what I mean, there.
1: but. Dude, he was beast mode before he got hurt. That was crazy. He was tearing it up. So, telling you, honestly, guys, that right there was digging deep, and that was a great one. I don't really have any more tight ends to really hit on um, because you kind of were talking about the Gusecki a little bit. And so, I'm all about that life. Now, we're going to move on to them wide receivers. Nate Dogg. There's a lot. There's there's guys out there. There's that. That's the deepest, right? There's more wide receivers than anybody out there. So there's got to be some out there.
0: There is, but it's not as deep as you think. Like I there's is. just no juicy no, there's just wide so many receivers. That's my point. Yeah, no, no, no. I got you. And I, and usually there's always a couple wide receivers. Like, oh, this dude's juicy. Oh, this dude. No, there's not a ton. Now I'm gonna kind of backtrack on what I said last week. I gotta go to Atlanta. And Russell Gage, I said last year, last week, hey, it was a, it was game script. That's what happened. They were trying to catch up, so they had uh, Russell Gage on the field all game long, and that's usually not going to happen. It's going to be more Julio and Ridley, and he's going to get kind of pushed aside. That didn't happen. Russell Gage, uh, he was on the field 83 percent of the time. Uh, that's only one percent less than Calvin Ridley, and it's three percent more than julio uh, which julio is crazy i don't hurtful. think that's gonna be he was he was hobbled sure sure but it's still i mean it i'm not saying that i'm a russell gage believer yeah. already like i'm not saying he's your guy you're gonna put on but you have to take notice when you're on the field 83 of the time in a positive game script because they were beating the cowboys the entire game the entire game they had it in hand until the end when they blew that lead but This was a positive game script, and they still had Russell Gage out there the whole time. This is the other thing that I think is kind of crazy. He had 25% target share, only behind Calvin Ridley's 27% target share. So, uh, Of all of Matt Ryan's passes, Hayden Hurst going off, him dumping down to the running backs, Russell Gage still had 25% of that team target share. And that is an elite number. That's where you want to be. That's where you want a wide receiver. And if you can get a kid, if he can can do this all year long on a team that has the second most pass attempts. And this is an anomaly. Last year, Atlanta Falcons end with the average of the first most pass attempts out of any team in the league. So this is something that I am going to uh, monitor closely. I'm going to try and grab Russell Gage on a couple teams if I have some open spots. Because this is a guy who looks like he's going to be something and going forward. So I, I'm a Russell Gage believer now. I'm going to have him on my squads. The numbers don't lie. They can't lie to you. I mean, I guess it's only been two weeks. But so far, um, from what I see, uh, he's good. My next guy I have on my list is Nikhil Harry of them Patriots. Now, Nikhil Harry, he uh, he's only owned in 39.6% of leagues. He scored 11.6 points. He had 12 targets for eight receptions and 72 yards. If you watch the game at all, you saw most of the targets were like these short ones. Cam liked to throw it to him short, these little wide receiver screens, these outs trying to allow him to gain the yards. He did all right with it. He got 72 yards. It was a good time, it was a good uh showing for the second year wide receiver. But he had a robust 28% of his team's target share. That's tied with Julian Edelman. Edelman had a huge day. His were more downfield targets, but he only had 28% of his team's target share as well. He was also on the field 85% of the time, which is very encouraging. He already has some sort of rapport with Cam Newton. Him, Julian Edelman, Cam Newton, all look like they're on the same page and they're molding some sort of offense there. I love it. I love him being involved early. I think it just progresses going forward. If you can get Nikhil Harry, he's available in over 60% of leagues. Go grab him. He's probably going to be free. Um, you won't have to spend very much on him. And I can see him being a very good wide receiver two going forward. I don't see him having um, wide receiver one upside just because the touchdown volume is probably not there because Cam wants to rush in every freaking ball <laughs> to the five-yard line. But he's he's going to have some sort of value there with the uh you know, with the reception totals, especially in half point per reception teams. And then a sneaky play for me, Michael Pittman Jr. with the injury to Paris Campbell. I liked him a lot. If they move him down to the slot, I'm very excited. If they don't move him down to the slot, not as excited. He's a big body wide receiver, very physical. Um, already had six targets last week with the injury to Campbell. Four receptions. Um, I think that I think that old Phillip Rivers could uh, lean on him a little bit, and he's he's kind of an athletic freak. So I'd like to I'd like to roll them dice for that kid.
1: Hey, so I got a guy right here. I want you to tell me what you think about this guy. This gentleman has scored thirteen point two points and fourteen point eight. Uh, depending on the leagues you're in, um, and a uh, one-point perception a little bit higher. He is only rostered in 1.9. Okay, I'm talking about Keelan Cole Senior from the Jaguars. Yeah. What do you feel about that? He's he's he his floor right now is let's say average to 14 points a game, but they are touchdown dependent. But again, he's had you know five six receptions each game. What do you feel about that guy?
0: I think if somebody you can pick up for free, then I'd take him. I was looking at him, and I actually saw that he was – hes uh, last week he was only in on like 63% of snaps. So I'm just not okay. super excited about somebody that's in in a offense that doesn't pass a ton that isn't the main option. His big thing is he seems to be a main option around the goal line, which is great, and if he can continue that, awesome. He's going to be super touchdown dependent. He's not going to get fed the ball. But I was looking at him, and if you have a free roster spot, why not? You know, If you have a spot that's being clogged up by somebody who's not doing anything for you, go pick up a guy who's going to do something for you, and you could possibly use uh, later on. All right, man.
1: Hey, you know me. I'm all about floor guys, maybe not always the the, the ceiling guys. You know what I mean? And so for me, having a guy like Keelan Cole, maybe you see what he does one more week, and if he's going to throw up another 13 spot— it's gonna be hard to not try to put him on your roster for, uh, especially come bye weeks. Bye weeks are coming soon, so sure. All right, now we're gonna move on to the running back position. Um, some interesting, um, some guys going down. Nate, uh, CMC, Saquon Barkley, um, arguably one and two in the league. You know what I mean? What are we doing with the running backs this week in the waiver wire? And do people with those guys that have those guys want to go get their Get their backups, or are we fading those guys? What do you feel, big man?
0: So I got three names for you here. I got three names that I think you should be targeting. Um, whether you're a CMC owner, you're not a CMC owner. Whether you're a Barclay owner, you're not a Barclay owner. These are guys who are going to produce um, down the road. Uh, they're not guys who are going to be, you know, two week fill ins or something like that. First off, I got Darrell Henderson. This is ah. Uh, probably my waiver wire one priority maybe my waiver wire two they're all these are all really close I don't know you kind of have to pull one out of the hat and tell you which one is uh, your priority but Darrell Henderson's owned in 44 percent of leagues he scored 18 points last week he finally got unleashed he had 14 touches for 120 yards uh he was out snapped by Malcolm Brown 37 to 29 but you could tell he's more dynamic he has more explosion than him he finally was able to get the carries. And I am very excited to see them continue to allow Darrell Henderson to get these snaps. Now, that only can happen if Cam Akers isn't in. So, I don't know. Um, Darrell Henderson is a guy I would be targeting, and I think that could be an explosion going forward. Someone you get right now, get him early, and he's going to continue to progress throughout the season and be maybe an RB2 for you going forward. Next guy on the list, Jarek McKinnon. Very close. I hope that you got him last week because you you probably got him for free last week. You're going to have to spend some fab on him to get him this week or you're probably your number one waiver priority. But Jarek McKinnon's owned in 19% of leagues. Um, Those are all probably our listeners who grabbed him last week. (laughs) 13.7 points per game. First week, he had three carries and three receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. Last week, three carries for 77 yards and a touchdown. With the news that Tevin Coleman is now out and Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon is a smash play. Go get this kid right now because, I mean, he's he's pretty much the only back in town. I mean, I guess you could go Jeff Wilson Jr. and say he might have some relevance, but probably not. Jarek McKinnon's probably the play, and we saw last year, if you can get the number one running back in the Shanahan run system, go for it. My last guy I got to toss in here. Is Mike Davis? Mike Davis is owned in 0.08 percent of leagues, not even one percent. He scored 11.7 fantasy points last year or last week. He had eight receptions for 74 yards. He's a good rusher. He showed that he can do that in Seattle. He's a, he's one of those backs who can do everything. He just doesn't do everything great. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He's not super fast, not explosive. He's basically Malcolm Brown, but a little bit more dynamic I would say or maybe maybe just Malcolm Brown I don't know they're really close but I think if he gets the volume in that offense they're gonna throw him the ball I'd say this is my this is my guess if they don't bring anyone in if they don't get Reggie Bonafonte to come back I'd say his floor is 64 yards a game three to four receptions and possibly fall in the end zone uh, six times this year so that's a pretty good floor for a person you're going to be throwing in your flex position, especially with all these running backs going down. He's somebody I really want on my team, and he's probably going to be a lot of people's like third waiver priority. So Mike Davis is a sneaky play that you can get on your team probably for pretty cheap. Everyone's probably going to try and target the guys that I just named, maybe some of those wide receivers I named, and uh, Mike Davis might fall down the list a little bit.
1: All right. Um, Nate, I got a quick question for you. Um, the, uh, the Giants – or talking about bringing in uh, the old touchdown leader, Devontae Freeman. Um, do do we uh, do we want to sit on him another week, and uh, or do you think it's uh, if you have an open roster spot sneak him into uh, your roster right now?
0: Oh no, for sure I would sneak him in there as well. I think he is definitely worth a roster spot. It the only problem with him is probably going to take a couple weeks for him to shake it out. And any situation he jumps into is going to be a little bit murky. I mean we saw a very talented, very talented Leonard Fournette have ten days on his team and not take that spot over week one. So that's my only issue with it. But if you're playing long game, you know, you're going for the long con, yeah, damn. He's a he's a he's a really good uh he's a really good person to stash on your team. All right, man.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about Devontae, so I was just kind of wondering. Um Nate, you got anybody Anybody else out there? Like I said, I th- I know you said you're number one waiver wires. I feel in a lot of my leagues, I might be going after Jonu Smith um, just because I feel like there's a lot of guys out there. And I feel like his, what he's been doing with Tannehill is a guy I'm going to be looking after. But I don't think you can go wrong with any of these top dogs that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, it de- depends on your team makeup. Yep, I and mean, sure. if your team makeup needs a tight end this week, for sure. Yeah, Jonu Smith. Have you seen this dude like with his shirt off? He's a freaking specimen, like <laughs> ridiculous. He does not look like he should be playing the tight end position. Uh, but I don't know. Personally, I don't, re- I, I fade the tight end. I know you as do. much you yep. do. And, and I, I love tight ends. I try, ends and, for some I try and stream him. I try and stream them as much as I can. I know you started three this week in our league. I was laughing. I was like, oh my God, Jimmy, if Craig beats you with three tight ends, I'm going to. Hawkinson had a good then game. Then what does Jimmy Spant do? had
1: a good game and Jared Cook. And Jared Cook didn't turn it up.
0: No, yeah. And what does what Jimmy do though? He goes and starts two tight ends. I'm like, oh my God, get out of here. You guys are freaking crazy. So I don't know. You guys love your tight ends. I don't love them as much. But I think that's all we got for this waiver Wire edition. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in again. We love doing this. We're going to try and pop out our Start Sid episode coming this week. Obviously, this episode is dropping before the monday night game airs so if anything changes there we'll try and hit you on social media and uh and let you know about those changes but i'm gonna try and get this out tonight um you can find us on instagram at fantasy on tap or twitter at tap underscore fantasy we got james's only fans account and craig's uh, gofundme is still going for his computer so hit him up there and he's working on that uh tiktok so tiktok tell you stop thank you again take it away jake Beep, beep
1: Good job, mate. That was a good one.